0: Good morning, Orlando. Monday morning at 6 o'clock. We are glad you're with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. For our first look at Orlando's news, weather and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA, I'm Bud Hedinger,
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the search for answers continues in Texas, and the Mueller investigation could be over by September 1st. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: And we'll cover the aftermath of the tragic Texas school massacre from a host of angles, including my take on the only way to stop these school shootings. In this edition of Good Morning Orlando.
1: And good Monday morning. It's 602 on News Radio 1025. A Pakistani exchange student who was killed in last week's Texas high school shooting is being mourned. A memorial was held yesterday at a mosque near Houston for 17-year-old Sabika Sheikh. Her host family spoke at the event. This is a tragedy that has touched every heart, every soul throughout this land. And in Pakistan. It was the first memorial service held for any of the 10 people killed in last Friday's shooting at Santa Fe High School. Over 2,000 people attended the ceremony, including her classmates and her host family. They talked about the impact she had on them during her stay. Sheik's body uh, is being returned to her native Pakistan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Her loss is uh, particularly poignant, Bud, because she wanted to go on to become a diplomat for Pakistan to... uh, help Pakistani-U.S. relations become ever closer, and instead, her yeah, 17, and she's being sent back home. All these deaths,
0: just so absolutely tragic. And here we go again. We're hearing so many of the same things. Okay, this is what we now need to do. We're going to go through all of this. We're going to talk about it. And I have come to the conclusion now, Deb, there truly is only one thing that can be done to stop these massacres, and we'll get into it in the course of the show.
1: While a Texas school district is hosting a news conference later today following that deadly attack which left uh, 10 students and teachers dead, Santa Fe Independent School District officials aren't saying much about the 4 p.m. Central Conference except it will be held at the SFISD boardroom. Officials could announce, however, whether Santa Fe High School will reopen this month after the suspected shooter, Demetrius Pagortsis, opened fire last Friday. In the meantime, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is asking for a moment of silence at 10 o'clock Central Time this morning to honor The victims of last Friday's school shooting in Santa Fe, the governor's statement called the shooting, quote, an act of evil, end quote, and called for prayers for the families of the victims, as well as, quote, swift and meaningful action to protect our students, end quote, statewide. Ten people were killed and 13 were wounded on Friday in the shooting at Santa Fe High School in Galveston County. Back here in the Sunshine State, the deadly school shooting in Texas is leading to a change in Polk County. The school district announced after Friday's shooting that backpacks will not be allowed for the rest of the school year. Sheriff Grady Judd also says each school will have a deputy on patrol. There's no word on if the ban will remain in place for the next school year. In other news, our other big story of the day, Special, Counselor, uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into alleged Russian involvement in the 2016 presidential election reportedly could be over in the next few months. President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, said Mueller's investigation could come to an end by September 1st. According to Giuliani, Trump's legal team could write uh, a counter report in response to Mueller's report.
0: Well, it's interesting, though. Rudy's reevaluated. Remember when he first came on board? He said, We're going to have this thing wrapped up in a couple of weeks. Now we're talking September 1. I don't know whether he knows or not, but it is an interesting change, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs>
1: Hey, did you take in any of the uh, royal wedding?
0: Yeah, got up and watched it all live. Mandatory viewing in our family. Linda really? was all over it. Uh-oh. I enjoy that kind of thing with her, and it was great. And everybody says, "Well, how'd you get up so early?" You kidding me? For you and me, Deb, that's three or four hours more sleep we normally get. Exactly. I was fine. That it was a
1: break. <laughs> I thought it was terrific. I did too. I and did it too. It was a
0: great break from the heavy duty news that we were dealing with and everything with Texas, et cetera. Um, And it was just kind of wonderful to escape into the way the Brits do pageantry like no other country on earth.
1: Certainly, but this time, of course, with a little American flair. Yes. Well, you know, we know that her mother was said to be the only uh, family of hers that was in London for the wedding. Well, it turns out Meghan Markle's nephew was there as well. And he says he brought a knife to London because President Trump said the city was dangerous. Tyler Dooley, a 25-year-old marijuana grower was stopped by bouncers at a club hours after the royal wedding Saturday. He told them he had a four-inch blade on him that he brought from the U.S. because Trump had said London, quote, was like a war zone, end quote. The police took the knife, but no arrests were made. <laughs> that I had not heard. Oh, there's some family you just wish you could leave at home. Uh, you're right. <laughs> we all have some of that. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> WFLA News time at 6.06, and you can read about the First Lady finally returning to the White House following a kidney operation. Get the details for yourself at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now
0: weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio this is good morning orlando on
1: news radio 1025
0: and alongside the deb meister the bud man here with you till nine o'clock this morning executive producing in the control room yappy will join the conversation and if you want to join the conversation you pick up the phone and call and stephanie will We'll answer, and uh, you'll have a brief conversation. She'll put you on hold until you come up with a Budman at 407-916-5400. Or if you'd just like to weigh in on the text line, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Later in this hour, Deb, we are going to focus on some of the highlights in the American flair and flavor that you talked about here, The Preacher. Yes, was American, yes. And, and they've never heard anything like that, no, trust there, me.
1: There was more African-American culture in uh, St. George's Chapel than probably the 1,000 years that that building has stood.
0: right Oh, and, and of course, Meghan Markle's mom is is black, Yeah, and her well, dad Meghan is Meghan is
1: biracial, so right, it exactly. made sense. Exactly,
0: but it was terrific, and the choir was great, the Stand By Me arrangement yeah. was was just beautifully done, and uh, it was really quite something, and, and we will talk about it a little bit later on. There is one thing that disturbs me, as far as I know, your open house that you and Chris held did not get nearly the media coverage, it <laughs> oh my- all went to the royal wedding, and I'm sorry, I'm I not, don't like it.
1: I'm not. Now- <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> there are some things you don't want folks to know. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, Lynn and I were sorry we couldn't make it
0: with a post-knee operation and all of that. She's not portable to drive all the way to where you were yet. And Yaffe, you were there, and some of the guys in the newsroom were there as well. I heard it was a terrific time, the open house.
1: Yeah, of course it was. And you were missed, bud. And we hope that as soon as Linda is better that you can meet us for a dinner and and a, a private tour of the uh, Mount Dora residence when she's really? feeling up to it. Absolutely. Absolutely of, right. Of the Deborah Roberts Manor. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right yes. Hey, right The tour of the gardens yes. and the carriage house. Well, it's a little smaller <laughs> than Windsor Castle. You can see the front door and look right out the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great time. Anyway, um, we're going to get serious here because there's no other way. In the wake of the Texas school massacre, we need to be talking about what is important and what is on your mind as well as what is on my mind, and we will from a host of angles here. Stay with us. It's good morning, Orlando, on a Monday from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit com Right now, I want you to stay tuned for your shot at winning a share of $880,000 in cash in our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen for the new keyword of the hour coming up in seconds. Do it. Then text that word to two hundred two hundred. You could be our next $1,000 winner. So, we get to that, and then an update on Orlando's news weather and traffic, and that's only two minutes away. We're glad you're with us here on News Radio 1025, WFLA. Boy, it was just heartbreaking, the story that unfolded on Friday out of Santa Fe, Texas, between Houston and Galveston. Here we go again another student um, executing a, a, a school massacre, 17 year old kid here. Uh, not with an AR-15, but with a revolver, a thirty-eight, and a shotgun. Apparently targeted kids he didn't like, spared ones he did like. Walked into an art class right at the beginning of the uh, school day, you know, and um, was hooting and hollering and opening fire. And we have 10 dead, and we have 13 wounded. Um, here are a couple of the students in the wake of this massacre, students at the school in Santa Fe reacting.
2: I shouldn't be going through this at my school. Like, this is my daily life. I shouldn't have to feel like that. And I feel scared to
3: even go back. It's been happening everywhere. I felt, I've always kind of felt like eventually it was going to happen here too.
0: I kind of wonder if how many kids just kind of think that now as they go to school. That, you know, it's some kind of bizarre game of uh, of russian roulette and uh... you know yeah it probably will happen here someday i hope i'm not in the wrong place at the wrong time the idea that kids have to live with that hanging over them um, it's just um, it's just an incredible thing that no other generation of school kids ever had on their minds because there was no reason to the president reacted to the carnage at the texas school
2: my administration is determined to do everything in our power to protect our students secure our schools, and to keep weapons out of the hands of those who pose a threat to themselves and to others.
0: We're going to be talking about that and picking up on the president's theme here because I've reached the conclusion that everything that we are either doing to protect our kids in our schools or debating whether or not to do would not stop what happened in Santa Fe and will not stop the next school massacre. Oliver North, the incoming president of the National Rifle Association, was on Fox Sunday morning. He touched on the one area where we really could minimize the chance of this kind of thing continuing to happen in our schools.
2: If you want to stop the carnage, look, You're not going to fix it by taking away the rights of law-abiding citizens. You've got to fix it in a way that hardens the place sufficiently that those kids are safe inside the door. If that means five metal detectors getting in and out of a high school, you get five metal detectors.
0: He is absolutely right, okay? And we're going to talk about that in detail in our 7 o'clock hour. I'll tell you, I'll run down the list. I've made the list, okay? I'm going to read from my own notes so I get it all in there. It is astounding when you think, of all the things that we are doing now post-Parkland or are considering doing to protect our kids in our school, how completely ineffective they were or will be when there is another mass shooter headed into a school. What Oliver North said, that kind of security, that can make a difference. The cost of that is absolutely monumental. Are we ready to bear it? We will talk about it. Wait till you hear what Obama's education secretary is saying ought to be done now across America. This guy I used to think had his head on screwed on right. I no longer think that of Arnie Duncan. This is the most unbelievable thing. At any rate, if you want to react to what happened in Santa Fe, Texas, the latest school massacre, and what you're feeling this morning, and, and and how you would stop this madness in this country, what needs to be done, I want to hear from you to set the table for what we will talk about together in detail in most of our 7 o'clock hour, 407-916-5400. You can reach me on the text line at 23680. There, the standard message and data rates apply. No shortage of absurd and irrelevant demands, recommendations in the wake of the latest school massacre. This is Obama's education secretary, who I always thought was kind of a smart guy, Arnie Duncan. This is what he tweeted in the wake of the Texas school massacre Friday. Listen to what he's calling for here. Think about this. This was Obama's education secretary. He tweeted, this is brilliant and tragically necessary. What if no children went to school until gun laws changed to keep them safe? My family is all in if we can do this at scale. Parents, will you join us? A nationwide boycott of schools until gun laws are changed in such a way to stop future school massacres. Change to what, Arnie? Change to what? Well, let's ban AR-15s and weapons like them. The kid used a shotgun and a revolver. A thirty eight, sir. Uh, well, mental health checks. Uh, red flag laws would not have caught this kid at all. Uh, let's raise the age of the sale of a gun. He didn't buy the gun, Arnie. He got him from his dad or bought him legally. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean... It goes on and on and on. Yaffe, what are your thoughts on this here? We're going to talk in 7 o'clock hour very seriously. We have very limited options here, and the one thing that would make a difference and protect our kids is something I don't think America's ready for yet. We'll talk about it.
4: I mean, my initial thoughts are this is a cultural problem at this point. I mean, the guns are not new. A thirty eight Revolver, that gun's been around forever. Shotguns, been around forever. Guns are not new and So when you country. say it's
0: a cultural problem, what do you want to do? Remove the violence and the violent images from our pop culture? Is that the answer? Is that where you're going?
4: Oh, it's, it's much deeper than that. Well, but it's parents being more engaged in their kids' life. It's getting the country back to God. It's a lot of things. Paying attention to what's going on with kids?
0: Those are great. I don't even know if they're doable, but I think you would grant... That these are long term solutions. Right. We're looking they at are. we're looking at there's a kid out there and more than one planning to emulate Parkland and Santa Fe as we speak. Yeah, and How there's an epidemic stop of it now. Him or her, but mostly him, right? How do we do that? I think the long term stuff's great, but it isn't gonna save the lives of kids across this country short term, though, is it?
4: No, it's not. This is and it's gonna be a long term problem. That's the reality.
0: Let's um Bring Tony in. You've been thinking about this. Good morning from Orlando. Hello, Tony.
2: Hey, how's it going, bud?
0: Okay, man, talk to me.
2: It's very simple. All these book smart geniuses are running around like scattered cockroaches trying to figure out what the problem is. The problem is this. Put God back into the schools and ban all these disgusting video games that the kids are playing, like Grand Theft Auto. They're destroying our youth. Put prayers back in school put the Ten Commandments back in the schools, that's the only thing that's going to stop this. Tony,
0: thank you. With all due respect, very long-term solutions. I think if you've got kids or grandkids of school age, you want a quick fix on this. And there's only one thing that I think would work. Stay tuned. I'll tell you exactly what it is on our 7 o'clock hour Um, Arlie North touched on it a little bit earlier. I've been doing some research on what it would cost to secure our schools to the max. Deborah Roberts with us right now to bring us a news update, continuing with the theme of how do we stop these school massacres moving forward. Deb?
1: Well, Mark Kelly absolutely believes the nation should harden its schools like airports with metal detectors and provide limited access to get in and out of the school. On Fox News Sunday, the former astronaut said the nation should figure out a way to prevent people from coming into a school with a firearm. Make sure that that irresponsible person can't get the gun in the first place. Kelly's comments come after a gunman shot and killed 10 people and injured 13 at a Texas high school on Friday. Kelly is married to former Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, who survived after being shot in the head in January 2011 while meeting with constituents in Tucson, Arizona. He's also co-founder of a gun control advocacy group. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Meanwhile, a Texas Gulf Coast school district is denying any high school coaches bullied the suspect in last week's deadly school shooting. Santa Fe Independent School District officials say there is no evidence suggesting Demetrios Pregortsis was targeted by coaches. There had been rumors Pagortzis had been bullied at Santa Fe High. The 17-year-old is charged with capital murder after eight students and two teachers were shot to death last Friday at the high school. Again, over a dozen others were hurt. In other news, for more than a year, Governor Rick Scott has been able to boast that Florida's jobless rate is lower than the national average. But the national unemployment rate fell in April, while Florida held steady, and they're now tied at 3.9 percent. They may not have bragging rights anymore, but Sissy Proctor at the Department of Economic Opportunity says it's all good.
5: It definitely has been fine, but we want to see the whole United States grow. I mean, it's important that we as a country, have a strong economy, a strong, uh, low unemployment rate like we're seeing in Florida,
1: Florida added almost 10,000 new jobs last month, but that's a bit of a disappointment. The state had been averaging about 15,000 new jobs per month over the past year. And Starbucks is changing its bathroom policy after police were called on two black men who asked to use the bathroom and were told it was for customers only. The coffee chain told employees that bathrooms are now open to anyone who enters their stores, even if they don't buy anything. An email sent to employees explained that anyone entering a Starbucks is going to be considered a customer. In Philadelphia last month, two black men were arrested after one was told he couldn't use the bathroom because it was for paying customers only. No charges were filed against the men. Starbucks, by the way, just as a reminder, is going to close all of its U.S. stores later this month so thousands of employees can get anti-bias training. Yeah, I think that's coming up on the 29th. For a portion of the day, yeah. Bring your thermos of coffee with (laughs) you to work. People are so hooked on that (laughs) stuff. Absolutely. And you can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report.
0: Gina joining us, of course, as she does every morning at 635 live from New York City in the Bloomberg Newsroom. Gina, good Monday morning to you.
5: Good Monday morning, bud. Let's
0: take a look at the stock futures that you've been looking over and what will be influencing the market as moving forward.
5: Okay, well, the stock futures are bouncing higher this morning, tracking global markets into the green. On news that a trade war between the world's two largest economies is on hold for now, the U.S. and China. We're also seeing crude advancing more this morning after this economic truce between Uh, the United States and China over the weekend. So right now we have NYMEX crude at $71.45 a barrel. Dow futures up 226. We'll see the Dow starting this morning at 24,715. The S&P at 2713 and the NASDAQ at 7354. It was a bit of a lower close last week. For all of the five days, the S&P slipped one half of 1%. The Bloomberg Orlando index down about three-tenths percent for the week.
0: Okay, now um, Bloomberg will be eyeballing a lot of very important information that's going to start coming down a little later this week, economic data, retailer earnings. What do we look for?
5: Well, it's kind of sparse today, but we do have a lot of things to watch for in the coming days. We'll get the monthly updates on new and existing home sales, durable goods orders, and consumer sentiment for this month. The Fed releases minutes of its early May meeting. We get weekly data on jobless claims and consumer comfort, and a lot of retailers reporting their earnings this week, including Kohl's, Lowe's, Target, Sears, Best Buy, and Gap.
0: All right. And for you folks who are in the market for a new house in this vibrant housing market, at least we're experiencing here, Bloomberg reporting on a conundrum for both home buyers and the housing industry, Gina.
5: Well, fear of missing out may persuade would-be home buyers to speed up their purchase before it gets more expensive. But while demand shows few signs of teetering right now, jumps in both home prices and borrowing costs are bound to test the market's durability. Home sales are hovering near expansion highs, but momentum has been kept in check by lean inventory, and that, bud, is the conundrum for both the housing industry and its customers.
0: Interesting. Facebook back in the Bloomberg Business Report this morning. As they so often are, their CEO is going to be testifying before the European Parliament. Apparently, uh, we're going to be able to hear that and uh, initially... Uh, That was not going to be the case. What's the latest on this?
5: Yes, co-founder Mark Zuckerberg's testimony to the European Parliament tomorrow on the Cambridge Analytica data privacy scandal will be streamed live on the Internet. After initial plans for the appearance to take place behind closed doors were widely criticized by EU officials. This happens in Brussels. And as you know, his testimony last month to the U.S. Congress was broadcast live.
0: Absolutely interesting. We'll watch for it in the U.K. um, The company that brought us the Walkman some years ago, apparently moving away from relying so much on gadgets. What's the story there, Gina?
5: Yeah, this is Sony, bud. it says it's done working for peanuts in the hardware business. The new CEO is unveiling a three-year plan that embraces Sony's growing reliance on income from gaming subscriptions and entertainment. It's a big change for a company that popularized transistor radios and gave us the Walkman and made TVs that for decades were considered top of the line.
0: Boy, that is a change for Sony. Interesting stuff, as always, reported to us from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City by our Gina Cervetti here on WFLA, and good morning, Orlando. Have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow morning,
5: Gina. Thanks, bud. You too.
0: All right, looking ahead here, did the FBI spy on the Trump campaign? The president's convinced of that, that they did it for political purposes, and he is mad as hob about it, and he is getting action. And that's what we're talking about with you next, right after an update on Orlando's newsletter and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Good morning Orlando. We are so glad you're with us here on a Monday morning. Um very interesting these reports that are coming out now in the media that there was an FBI informant that was spying on the Trump campaign. And the claim is from the FBI side of it, is, well, if we had one in there, it was to see whether or not the Russians were trying to influence the election. But Trump smells a rat here and thinks it was done for political purposes, that that was the cover they used to legitimize spying on the Trump campaign because the deep state, not just the Obama people, But the deep state, the political ruling class in this country, and all of the workers in the government were thinking, oh my God, this guy got the Republican nomination and he could become president. Anything we can do, we've got to stop it. Let's get an informant in there and figure out what's going on, see whether or not we can catch Trump and his people colluding with a foreign power that is not friendly to influence the election and defeat Hillary Clinton and find a way to expose it and find a way to stop it, find a way to stop him, and if God forbid he becomes President of the United States, which, thank God he did, will we'll still use it to try and destroy him. That is exactly where Trump is coming from, and that is why he went ballistic on Twitter over the weekend, in my opinion, with this. I hereby demand, and will do so officially tomorrow, meaning today, that the Department of Justice look into whether or not the FBI and the DOJ, the Department of Justice, infiltrated or surveilled the Trump campaign for political purposes, and if any such demands or requests were made by people within the Obama administration. He got action because hours later the Department of Justice responded saying it had asked its inspector general to expand an ongoing review of the applications to monitor a former Trump campaign advisor to include determining whether or not there was any impropriety or political motivation on how the FBI conducted its counterintelligence investigation of people suspected of involvement with the Russian agents who interfered in the 2016 presidential election. That's the quote from the Justice Department, okay? And they said that a U.S. attorney would be consulted if there was evidence of criminal conduct found, okay? I know exactly where Trump's coming from on this, and I don't know where the truth lies, Yaffe, but there is more than enough evidence now before us of, of you know, efforts within the U.S. government, within the FBI, um, within the bureaucracy, within the deep state, to cut Trump off at the knees during the campaign, and they weren't able to do it. And now they're still at it. What's the evidence?
4: You said there's more than enough evidence. What's the evidence?
0: Oh, I, that's what I, I want to know. Of. Well, I, well, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing all, with you, i what all of the evidence is. But I mean, you know, it's 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 pretty it's pretty clear to me how political Comey was when he was running the FBI. That's true. You know,
4: that's definitely true. Sure, but uh, I mean, I just think this is going to be really difficult to prove.
0: I think it may well be hard to prove. Um, but 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 there's you know, and again, if we have this going on, the issue is, was it done? for political purposes, to compromise, destroy the presidency, the campaign, and then the presidency of Donald Trump? Or was it done to say, wait a minute, we can't have an enemy uh, like Russia meddling in our campaign by god we need to figure out what's going on here and it looks like it looks like they're trying to tilt it in trump's direction and they shouldn't be doing that for anybody hillary or anybody we're going to find out what's going on it may i don't know whether it's possible to get a smoking gun out of this but i I think this is why the president went just totally nuts over the weekend on this well
4: not only that but he's trying to fight back against the narrative that he was colluding with russia
0: absolutely true
4: you know when cnn's constantly talking about the Mueller probe the Mueller probe russia 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 i mean of course trump's gonna fight back and this is how he's doing it
0: yeah so i don't know where it's headed but he got action he said he was you know he was going to formally demand it today he already got you know what at least looks like some kind of an action and reaction from the Justice Department to get on this and to investigate it. We will see. This is a potentially big, big story to unfold. I don't know where the truth lies, you know, but I think Trump may be on to something. Let me just say that. 407-916-5400. Reflections on the royal wedding coming up. That was quite an event on a number of levels, unlike anything ever seen, I think, when it comes to Royal nuptials in the UK. And I thought it was great. More in a moment here. Gonna hear from the American preacher who stood the starched British crowd at the wedding on their heads. It was something. Ah. <sighs> So we got up and watched the Royal Wedding. Britain's Prince Harry, wedding American actress, Meghan Markle. In St. George's Chapel, thousand-year-old venue in Windsor Castle, carriage rides through the English countryside, adoring crowds outside and inside, the Queen, Prince Philip, a month away from his 97th birthday, walked in there a month after hip surgery, Looking ramrod straight, they call him the Iron Duke, and that is certainly well-deserved. But boy, I got to tell you, when you looked at the camera shots of British royalty and nobility trying to understand what in the world they were hearing and seeing when the preacher invited to deliver a sermon by Prince Harry and his biracial wife, Meghan, her mother is black. Her father, who wasn't there recovering from heart surgery, um, is white. It was unlike anything else that I think they had ever experienced. And he was terrific. He's a black preacher by the name of Bishop Michael Curry, came over from the states and rocked British royalty with passionate preaching on love.
6: Love is not selfish and self-centered. Love can be sacrificial and in so doing, becomes redemptive. And that way of unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive love changes lives, and it can change this world. But but love is not only about a young couple. Now the power of love is demonstrated by the fact that we're all here. Two young people fell in love, and we all showed up. <laughs> you just tell the love of Jesus how he died to save us all. Oh, that's the bomb in Gilead. This way of love, it is the way of life. They, they got it. He died to save us all. He didn't, he didn't die for anything he could get out of it. Jesus did not get an honorary doctorate for dying. And let me tell you something. Old Solomon was right in the Old Testament. That's fire. They are de Shadon, and with this, I will sit down. We've got to get you all married.
0: <laughs> that was really something. It really was. You're supposed to do five minutes, one, about 15, but who was going to stop him, right? And then they had the invitation of the bride and groom at the royal wedding. A black choir doing a beautiful rendition of Stand by me I mean, and it wasn't wild and raucous; they were swaying back and forth, but it was it was just it was a beautiful, beautiful arrangement. They had a nineteen year old black cellist who was as good as you will ever ever hear, and it was you know the presence of of you know um uh, uh, of many people uh, who were white, you know and the, and the, the crowd was largely white or so, but we have a biracial bride here the new Duchess of Sussex, and uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, um, they invited a great, great diversity of people to be a part of their celebration of their love and their marriage. Yaffe, I thought it was terrific. It really, really was. I thought it was very wonderful. That's good. I, I
4: did not see any of it,
0: so Stephanie saw go. enough on a replay <laughs> to say you didn't like that wedding dress.
3: No, it was so boring, so simple. There was nothing to it. I could have made that.
0: Really? And they drop what, hundred yeah, K or something like that? That's
3: ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that? She looks like a grandma. You didn't like it. I thought she looked good. No, it's too conservative oh, for me. Oh
0: I know. Okay, I'm just a
4: guy. Well, what yeah, we're know? just
0: guys, but we what don't, we don't do know. We know not much. <laughs> what does Deb know? Just about everything we need to know, and she's coming up with the news here from the front gate Realty Studios. Laura has the buyers at seven o'clock. She'll talk to Us about the search for answers in the wake of the latest school massacre, this one down in Texas. We'll have a live report out of Texas on this, and we'll talk about what it's going to take to stop this madness in the future. And a Parkland parent is talking about gun violence. Good morning, Orlando. It is 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome aboard here at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here, right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the search for answers continues in Texas, and a Parkland parent talks about gun violence. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: Well, a live report on The aftermath of the Texas school massacre from Texas, followed by a conversation on what will and will will not stop these school massacres in the future. It's ahead on Good Morning Orlando
1: and Good Monday Morning at 7:04 on News Radio 102.5 on CNN State of the Union. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick says several things need to happen to address gun violence, and it needs to start at home.
2: A gun ownership, and I'm a proud gun owner, that comes with responsibility of gun control in your home. Be sure that your kids and grandkids or anyone who might have access to your home uh, cannot get your guns.
1: Patrick also wants teachers to be armed and trained on how to handle an active shooter situation. Patrick wants schools to get down to one or two entrances. He wants students to be funneled through those entrances so eyes can be put on them. Patrick adds too many people can get onto school campuses with guns who aren't deterred and detected. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank.
0: I'm going to be asking folks to call, to text, and tell me what they would do that would do more than anything else, Deb, to stop these future school massacres. What one thing do you think would work? Coming up.
1: All right. Well, meanwhile, after Friday's deadly school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, a local Army veteran says she has an idea that may help. Cynthia Berantius uh, suggests that uniformed military veterans should be posted at schools not only as a deterrent, but to take action if necessary. She says her idea would help protect students while employing veterans at the same time. She painted a sign that said, quote, hire your vets to protect our schools, end quote, and walk the streets with it Saturday morning. She says, it's a, it's, she says a great many drivers honked in support. Back here in Florida, in the aftermath of Friday's school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, Fred Gutenberg, whose daughter died in the Parkland school shooting, appeared on ABC's This Week on Sunday and said there are a multitude of problems with school shootings.
2: This is not just about guns. It's not just about school safety. It's not just about mental health. It's everything.
1: Gutenberg also said responsible gun ownership should be required by law that parents lock up their weapons so their kids can't take them. Gutenberg claims that if the weapons are removed from a home and used in a school shooting, the parents should be held equally accountable. In other news, up in the Panhandle, an Escambia County Sheriff's Office employee is accused of stealing evidence. Crime scene technician Christine Rollins was arrested last week for stealing drugs from the evidence building. The drugs were found on dead people at crime scenes. The drugs included hydrocodone and oxycodone. Closer to home, a service dog appears to be at the center of an incident that has the FBI's attention. A pregnant woman says Gainesville's Timothy Manley punched her and her service dog last week on a plane at Orlando International Airport. Manley's wife tells Channel 9 it was the pregnant woman's fiance who was the aggressor, and the incident involving the dog was an accident. The FBI is handling the case because it happened on a plane, but no charges have been announced yet. And finally, the Billboard Music Awards will have uh, special memories for students of Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. The choir from the school performed at last night's show in Las Vegas. They sang Youth with Shawn Mendes and Khalid and received a standing ovation. Boca Raton native Ariana Grande opened the show by performing her hit, No Tears Left to Cry. WFLA News Time, 707. Scientists have figured out why mosquito bites uh, mosquito bites itch so much. Yeah, find out why hmm. at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025.
0: The Monday edition. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit Buyers.com. Stay tuned now for your shot at winning your share of 880000 bucks in our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen for the new keyword of the hour. It's coming up. And then text that word to 200, 200 and you could be our next $1,000 winner, like the one we had recently still celebrating up in the land. In a moment, we're going to get deadly serious, and we are going to talk about what will and what will not. Stop future school massacres. I've given this a lot of thought. I will share my thoughts and I'll definitely want you to join an important conversation at 407-916-5400 with your take on it all. The text line always open never busy 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. We'll get to that right after we got a brief live update from Texas on the aftermath of the Santa Fe school massacre and of course coming right up here an update on Orlando's news weather and traffic which I will bring you in just 2 minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You know the story the latest school massacre, Santa Fe, Texas, down in the Houston Galveston area. Uh, student shooter, 10 dead, 13 wounded. But it's been a long, agonizing weekend, and there are more developments to come in the wake of all of this. So let's get a handle on it all as we bring in from Texas, News Radio 1025 national correspondent Taylor Millard. Thank you for coming on. Good morning, Orlando. Taylor, what can you tell
7: us? Well, uh, the uh, latest is uh, the fact that uh, Santa Fe Independent School District, which is a school district which oversees Santa Fe High School where the shooting happened, they are denying any high school coaches bullied the suspect in last week's deadly uh, school shooting. Uh, The district said they looked into claims. Uh, The shooter was targeted by coaches but couldn't find any. There were rumors which circled around after the uh, shooting, which uh, said uh, the 17-year-old had been uh, bullied uh, by people at the school, uh, but the ISD is, said that, is saying there's no evidence that okay. it happened by coaches, and uh, of course, we don't know if there's any other bullying which happened there, but it apparently not done by coaches.
0: We do know that one of the girls was killed, the mom is saying that, um, now her late daughter, um had uh had denied his you know rejected his advances he wanted to have some kind of a relationship and uh and and she turned him away and she thinks that that may be why the daughter was targeted in that in that uh art room there um what else do we need to know in the wake of this and and what may be coming up today down in that area of texas
7: Well, there is going to be a news conference held by Santa Fe ISD. Uh, They're going to be holding uh, that discussion around 4 p.m. Central. It isn't known what they're going to say, but more than likely it's going to involve whether uh, the high school will reopen this month. There's still technically two weeks left Mm -hmm. in the uh, school year. So don't know uh, what they're going to say, but they're holding a news conference. Uh, I would expect an FBI uh, update at some point today, too. They've they were quiet all weekend except for uh, a couple of uh, statements here and there.
0: Now, what about services for the 10 uh, who were killed? Well, there was
7: uh, a uh, service last night at a Texas Gulf Coast mosque honoring uh, Shabika uh, she- uh, Sheik. She uh, was an exchange student from Pakistan right. who was going to school at uh, Santa Fe High School. They had one, Thousands of people were there. And uh, obviously mourning, uh, mourning her death. The only, uh, the only other thing we know is uh, Houston, Texas, Texan star J.J. Watt says he'll pay for all the funerals.
0: Yeah, he did such amazing work raising money in the wake of uh, of the hurricane there that was so devastating last year. Um, before you go, the latest on the gunman. He's admitted to doing this. Um, says he didn't have the guts to turn the gun on himself when it was all over. So he has survived and he has been charged. Right, Taylor?
7: Correct. Uh, He's currently charged with a capital murder as well as assault on a police officer. Uh, Santa Fe ISD officer John Barnes is still in critical condition in the hospital. Uh, One thing, uh, the suspect, he could face federal charges for the explosives, which were functional, which were found uh, at the school as well as at his home and in a car.
0: Thank you very much. Reporting from the Lone Star State in the wake of this latest school massacre, Taylor Millard, News Radio 1025, national correspondent. We appreciate the update. Thank you, Taylor. Happy to help. Now, my question to you what will and what will not stop future school massacres? It occurs to me that almost everything that is being done here in Florida and elsewhere or is being talked about would not have stopped the gunmen in Texas. And will not stop future school massacres. It's an alarming thought, but we need to get serious about this, and uh, we sometimes try to make ourselves feel good by doing something. But if something isn't going to stop this madness in the future, that something amounts to nothing. I've made a list here of the things we're trying and whether or not they will work as we move forward post-Texas school massacre. If there's one thing you think that could be done that would stop this in the future, please tell me what it is. 407-916-5400, or get on the text line, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the most substantive change since the Parkland school massacre and resultant legislation here in Florida that we have seen in most of the schools where your kids go is they've added resource officers or increased the number they already had, an armed police officer, okay? Schools that didn't have them, not all of them, but a lot of them now have one. Maybe the ones that had one now have two. And we're all saying, you know what? I now feel a lot safer sending my kids to school. I'm sorry, I see folly in this and almost everything else that we have either done or are talking about doing. I don't see how we stop future school massacres like we just saw in Texas the way we're going. Think about it. School resource officers, most Florida schools are now relying on. They had two of them at the Texas school. They made a heroic effort and confronted the gunman, but he had already killed 10 and wounded 13 is that school safety it is not arming teachers i wanted it we don't have it in florida we've got an option to arm staff and train them but most school districts will not do it it wasn't done in the texas school two substitute teachers were in that art class where the where the gunman entered and shot with a shotgun and with a with a pistol Two substitutes, hey, even if we armed the teachers, the substitutes likely would never have undergone that training and be armed to stop the gunmen. Red flag laws like we now have in Florida, hey, is that what we need everywhere? Well, that would not have taken the Texas school shooter out of circulation. I mean, more aggressive mental health checks? Students considered this Texas kid quiet, somewhat weird, wore a trench coat every day, did use that to conceal his weapons. No sign, though, of mental illness like the Parkland School shooter exhibited. Parents of the Texas killer say they had no indication of this. They called him a sweet kid. Universal background checks. What about raising the age for the sale of guns? Doesn't stop the Texas shooter. He's 17, didn't buy the guns, got them from his dad. Parents need to lock up all of their guns all the time. That's never going to be airtight. Some will, some won't. Some kids will get them anyway. Oh, ban AR-15s. That's the solution, the gun control crowd says. But the Texas kid didn't have one of those. He had a handgun, a thirty eight, and he had a shotgun. Oh, ban the sale of all guns. You're going to have a civil war if you do that in this country. Plus, what do you do with the hundreds of millions of guns still in circulation? Gun confiscation? Civil War too. Watch it happen. Oh, mandate the removal of violence and violent images from our pop culture. That'll do it. The video games, the movies, TVs, etc. Doable in a communist dictatorship. Not happening in a free society. Here it is, friends. I don't like saying it, but it is true. The only way to stop school shootings is to keep guns from getting into our schools. Hardening schools. Limiting the number of entrances... And then installing metal detectors at every entrance, used every day on everyone entering every school. Yeah, there will be lines, but you could stagger the start time for first period. The expense would be incredible. Every one of these metal detectors, about 5,000. I don't know how many you'd need at your school. Some of them would need a lot. The big schools, a couple of thousand students. There are 100,000 public schools in the United States the expense would be extraordinary. I don't see a political will for this. I don't see anybody really coming to grips with the reality that the only way to stop future school massacres is to make it impossible to get a gun in the school. We've done it in courtrooms, courthouses. We've done it at airports. But there are exponentially more schools to secure with correspondingly far more cost. That's my reality check. Now you tell me. Do I have it right? Do you see it another way? What will, what will not stop future school massacres? You're next, right after Deb updates us on the news, and she will do that, of course, with more on the search for answers continuing in the wake of the Texas school massacre. And an Ohio man is being followed by police. No, he's being followed by a pig, and what does he do? He calls police. What's with this guy? And we'll find out together when the Deb Meister checks in next. Good morning to you at 730 now. Deb, I know you have more in the wake of the uh, Texas school massacre. Of course, that's what we're focusing on and asking the smartest audience in talk radio going forward. What will what will not work in terms of stopping these these massacres? It's got to stop. How do we do it?
1: So let's talk to Vanessa from Orlando, who has an idea. Good morning, Vanessa. Hi. Hi. Good morning to you.
2: But it's always a pleasure. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. There must be federal funding at all public schools, across the board, metal detectors. you got to have some kind of armed, maybe a veteran, maybe some other kind of officer. But at this point, I mean, how many more casualties are we going
1: to have? We don't wise up.
0: I don't know how else you stop it and, unless you make it impossible to get into uh into the schools with a gun. Deb, we applied that post 9/11 to airports and airplanes and it seems to have worked.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know for a lot of schools we had a texter earlier who had texted in that uh, his high school in South Florida had 14 separate entrances and exits because wow. all of the buildings were separated. So, I mean, for a lot of schools it's going to be an economic issue, but we've got to come up with something.
0: Yeah. Vanessa, thank I think you're on the right track and we do appreciate it. Now, listen, I'm going to devote the next talk segment to your calls and your texts. So Tracy, Tori, Mark, everybody else on the phones and the folks on the text line, okay, don't give up on me. You stay with me, and we will get to you. The question is, how do we stop future school massacres? What will, what will not work? In the meantime, in the aftermath of what happened in Santa Fe, Deb, you've got a story.
1: Yeah, even after the school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas on Friday, Nicole Hockley believes there definitely has been some progress at the local and national level addressing gun violence. We're teaching how do you recognize the signs of someone who's at risk because this is about prevention. Hockley lost her son at the Newtown, Connecticut school shooting. On ABC's This Week, Hockley said people are starting to recognize the signs of someone who's at risk. According to Hockley, while access and safety surrounding guns is important, something needs to be done to stop people before they ever reach the point of picking up a firearm with the intent of hurting themselves or someone else. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Here's a feel-good story uh, coming out of the Santa Fe tragedy. Houston, Texans defensive star J.J. Watt says he will pay for the funerals of the victims of Friday's high school shooting. Watt has been involved in noteworthy charitable efforts before. If you remember, he raised over $37 million last year to help Houston recover from Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, Ten people died and 13 were wounded during the shooting at Santa Fe High School south of Houston on Friday. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, he is. And now for a little bit of fun in the news. Authorities say an Ohio man called the police after being followed by a pig. Yeah, what is this? The headline mystified me. Well, initially when officers received the call, Bud, they thought the man was drunk, so they went to pick him up. However, upon arriving, officers found the man totally sober and did, in fact, find a pig stalking him. (laughs) The man was reportedly walking home from an Amtrak station when the pig decided to tag along. Police loaded the pig into a cruiser and took the animal to the police station where it was later picked up by its owner. It's unclear if police cited the owner for the loose pig. Probably just hungry. Yeah. And no charges filed against the pig, right? Yeah, exactly. No you know? charges against the pig. We didn't assault sold him or anything. No, he was like, he looked like he was interesting. I just wanted to talk to the man. You know, he didn't snort some obscenities or something? No, as far as we're aware of. There was no <laughs> altercation. Uh, six young squirrels whose tails were stuck together by tree sap are recovering after a Nebraska wildlife expert untangled them. A Nebraska Humane Society worker rescued the squirrels from a pine tree in Omaha last week. Nebraska Wildlife Rehab Executive Director Laura Stancy told the Omaha World Herald that the sap-covered tails became knotted as the youngsters wrestled in their nests. <laughs> Stancy says they were about eight weeks old. Resident Craig Luttman spotted the rodent's predicament, describing it Thursday as, quote, kind of like a tug of war going in completely opposite directions. <laughs> Stancy gave the squirrels a mild painkiller before removing the sticky fur and untangling them. She says some of them suffered injuries to their tails, but that she expects all six to be released in just a few weeks. Occupational hazard of a bushy tail. It is. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't account for that. They did not. Nobody told me that was going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> Mom Squirrel is like, I leave you alone for five minutes. Gee, so gather West. some nuts, and now uh, you all are tangled together.
0: Fun stuff. We could use the smiles and the laughs. I guarantee you that, Deb Meister. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Catch her with more news here. Deb will be back at the top of the hour and whenever the news breaks. Breaks. The issue is, how do you stop future school massacres? You've got to keep the guns from getting into the schools. I think metal detectors staffed is what the answer is. If there is one, it's going to be very expensive to do it, to say the least. But if you want the answer, that's as close as I think you can come. Incoming NRA director. Uh, President uh, Ollie North was talking about that on um, on Fox on Sunday. And and so were some folks who were, uh, who were anti-NRA, saying that, that metal detectors are where we need to go. We secured our courthouses that way and our airports as well. Mark, you're a former school resource officer, is that right?
8: Yes, sir. Welcome. Uh, we nice talk- to have you here. Thank you. We talked after Parkland, and I mentioned to you that we need to harden all the schools like airports. And that's, you've already talked about that. And I was about to say, just like the Orange County Courthouse, that's a great example for a school, Right way you enter the courthouse.
0: Yep. I remember the massacre there years and years ago. And, um, um, you yep, know, go ahead.
8: A, cu- a couple of other complications. Are we might have to stop kids from driving their cars to schools because that's where some of these kids can bring in weapons in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, but if they can't get into school because of the metal detectors... So what?
8: Well, you know, I'm just envisioning a long line of kids trying to go through the metal detector and someone with a gun who knows they can't get the gun in the school can do the attack right there where all the people are lined up.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that that is true. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, there is no 100% solution here. We need to get as close to that as we can. I mean, there, there's no doubt what you say is true. But I'm telling you right now, we had great heroic... Two school resource officers down in Texas. They got there too late. Uh, They dealt with a gunman, but we had ten dead, thirteen wounded by that point. Here is Tory joining us from St. Cloud. Good morning, Tory.
2: Good morning, Bud. How
0: are you? Uh, I'm. I'm very concerned about this story, as I know everybody is, including you. What can you tell us?
2: Well, Bud, I I have some experience in this actually, because I've dedicated my life to this issue. I'm a veteran, Army veteran who's a uh, TSA officer in Orlando International Airport at the uh-huh. time. And I held all of, all of the U.S. patents from monitored firearm storage for about 20 years, monitored childproof gun safes, single and multiple weapon racks, and holsters with GPS, which later became the Smart Holster Project for the Justice Department. So There's what are you me- recommending? I'm recommending that we have the schools, the teachers have to have the willing teachers who are trained and authorized have access to a monitored gun safe above or below their desk that they can punch in a three-digit code or fingerprint, access that firearm immediately, and it's going to call for help automatically. Nobody wants they to do it. They wouldn't, the
0: legislation didn't include that. They don't even armed. want staff to be armed. They definitely don't want teachers to be armed. Tori. they won't do it. Well, the problem is,
2: Bud, they have to be defeated. They're wrong, and that's an example of fallacy of the majority.
0: Thank you for that. Text line, Yaffe, what's coming in on this? What works, what doesn't work?
4: Yes, Bud, I'm getting a lot of comments on people mentioning metal detectors, thinking metal detectors is the best option. But I do have one person who says uh, the metal detector option is impossible, saying at his high school there are 14 entrances Because all the buildings were separated, so there's no way to put a metal detector in every entrance. Well,
0: there is, but it's a lot of metal detectors, and at $5,000 a crack, and they all have to be staffed. Exactly. You'd have to reconfigure and reduce the number of entrance points to those individual buildings. Stagger the start times at the beginning of the day, some suggest, so you don't get huge lines. But it's going to be a mess, just like it is trying to get on an airplane. That's what you'd have to accept. If you go the metal detector route, I'm afraid. I really am. Yeah. Listen, there'll be a whole lot more opportunity to talk about this going forward, trust me. But good job on that, and uh, thanks for listening to my take on all of this as the setup. Good morning, Orlando. On a gloomy-looking Monday, we are glad you're here at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Right here, right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the search for answers continues in Texas. And Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister says security is enhanced at Tampa Bay schools. We'll have the details for you coming up in one minute.
0: And what's on your mind? It's your show for the next hour. Call me. It's Open Mind Monday on Good Morning Orlando.
1: The police chief of Houston, Texas believes too many people at the state and federal levels across the country aren't doing enough to address gun violence other than offering prayers. But he says local governments do listen to its constituents.
8: Local governments are starting to make a difference. Gun owners, the vast majority of which are pragmatic and actually support. Uh, gun sense and gun reform in terms of keeping guns in the right hands.
1: On CBS's Face the Nation, Chief Art Arcevedo says residents should start using the ballot box to take matters out of the hands of people who are doing nothing and into the hands of those who will make sure the will of the people is actually carried out. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Galveston County officials say 17-year-old Demetrios Pagortzis is charged with capital murder for killing 10 people and wounding 13 others. Authorities say the suspect is a student at the high school and is a self-described atheist who hates politics. He allegedly shot the victims with a shotgun and a 38 revolver that belonged legally to his father. Pagortzis reportedly planned to commit suicide after the shooting but instead surrendered to police. Because of his age, he will not face the death penalty. Incoming NRA President Oliver North is weighing in on the deadly school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas. In an interview on Fox News Sunday, North said students shouldn't have to worry about the fact that they might not go home that night because some crazed person comes in with a firearm. He says the nation is trying hard to treat the symptom without treating the disease. He says the disease in this case isn't the Second Amendment. It's youngsters steeped in a culture of violence and many times under the influence of drugs.
0: He also said that, Metal detectors are what we're going to have to finally pay incredible money to invest in to keep guns out of school, because that's the most immediate impact you can have on stopping these massacres and saving lives moving forward.
1: And I believe he's right. And I believe the push will uh, intensify for metal detectors in schools. I think so. In the meantime, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is asking for a moment of silence at 10 o'clock Central Time this morning in honor of the victims of Friday's school shooting in Santa Fe. The governor's statement called the shooting an act of, of evil and called for prayers for the families of the victims as well as, quote, swift and meaningful action to protect our students, end quote, statewide. Ten people were killed and 13 were wounded at the Santa Fe High School in Galveston County. Back here in Florida, the school shooting in Texas Friday made officials on the Gulf Coast beef up security in schools. Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister joins others in the Sunshine State in saying that every school in the unincorporated part of Hillsborough County will have a deputy on patrol for the last week of school. I, along with Hillsborough Public School Superintendent Jeff Akins, believe this plan will provide some peace of mind for parents and caregivers and teachers and staff. A state law will require all schools in Florida to have resource officers starting in August, but lack of funding for the mandate leaves many school districts saying they'll have to hire armed civilians for the job. And finally, a little note uh, out of the royal wedding Saturday in England. It turns out Meghan Markle's beagle, Guy, is a real rags-to-riches story. The dog? The 17-pound dog was nearly put to death at a Kentucky kill shelter before being adopted by Markle in Toronto in 2015. Guy was saved by a beagle rescue group who shipped him to Ontario, where he was then transported to a Toronto adoption event and adopted by Markle. Guy, of course, now lives with Markle in the U.K. Not sure which castle he's taken up residence in, but... Herdy's been chilling with the Queen's Corgis.
0: Boy, it's a dog's life, I'm telling you what, <laughs> particularly if
1: you're are the royal dog. Oh yeah. I love it. Good story. I think that might be the first shelter pet to ever be considered royalty. How about that? WFLA News Time it's 808 and you can read about the first lady returning to the White House following a kidney operation at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. <sighs>
0: News, weather, traffic. traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And good morning to you. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for you to take over the show. Here on the 50,000-watt front porch, I want to hear from you on whatever's on your mind, whether it's school security, whether it's what's going on in Washington, whether or not the FBI had an informant spying on the Trump campaign as the president believes um, whatever you want to talk about, talk about this weather, for God's sakes. It's just the worst. <laughs> 407-916-5400. I'm here to listen, not to argue. I'm here to listen to your take on any topic. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Early callers, callers, um, gun-related, also somebody with an Israeli uh, solution and somebody talking about the conspiracy against the president. So what's on your mind this morning? Everybody will hear it. If you call at 407 916 5400 and I will listen. And the text line is always open to you 23680, where standard message and data rate supply. Right now, before we dive in and listen to the smartest audience in talk radio, and I hope you will join the conversation. I want you to stay tuned for your shot at winning $880,000 worth of cold cash, your share of it anyway. It's our ongoing Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. So easy. Listen for the new keyword of the hour coming right up. Then text that word to 200-200. You could be our next $1,000 winner. An update coming right after that on Orlando's news, Newswater and Traffic in two minutes and then Open Mind Monday on News Radio 1025 WFLA-FM and AM 540. No surprise, given the news, the Open Mind Monday phone lines and the text line are swamped. If you will keep it clear and focused, give me maybe 30, 40 seconds at the most of your take on the topic of your choice. We'll get more of your fellow listeners onto the 50,000 watt front porch in this hour. Bob, you were first on. Good morning. Thanks for your patience. You're on Open Mind Monday from Longwood. Bob, what's on your mind?
2: Uh, Thank you, bud. Yeah, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, he says you don't need no automatic high-powered rifles. Just go out and buy yourself a shotgun.
0: I'm looking at the headline right now. Steph just called it up for me. Um, February 2013, headline, Joe Biden, then vice president, says, No need to own assault weapons, AR-15s. Buy a shotgun, which, of course, is one of the two weapons the kid had in Texas last Friday.
2: And only that, look how much damage he did. Thank you, bud.
0: With a pistol as well, with a .38 right. as well. 38, yeah, so, so if you're talking about gun control we got to get rid of the AR- AR-15s, 10 dead, 13 wounded, no AR-15. Thank you, Bob, very much. I appreciate it. That's what I talked about before. Those who were saying, we got to have meaningful gun control. Well, what does that look like? Total ban on all guns? Okay, let's go down that road. And while we await for a civil war... What are you going to do with the 300 million plus guns that are already in circulation in this country? People are talking about things that will not work and are not practical and doable. The only thing I think will work is biting the bullet for the enormous expense of buying, installing, and staffing metal detectors at every entrance in our schools and reducing the number of entrances to reduce the cost of that. But it will require Billions upon billions to do it. George on another open mind Monday topic from DeLand. Welcome in from Volusia County, George.
8: Good hey, morning. Bud, uh, yeah, I guess I'm on. Uh,
0: uh, you are uh, on. I'll, I know when you're on, and you're on, buddy.
8: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll try not to get on a rant because I've been on that before. You got 45 um, seconds. Go. Okay. Israel has three basic sections to combat terrorism. Okay, which is what this is: deter, detect, and respond. We need barriers at the schools, a chain link fence. Certain areas you can come in during the day. Detect, which means if you got a guy walking in in, in around Houston, Texas, with a a long coat on or a trench coat that that's that's an obvious flag and then also well, this
0: kid wore a trench coat every day when it was 90 degrees it wasn't a red flag to anybody else down there
8: well they but well, it i don't know it's a red flag to me because,
0: ah, it is to me too but go ahead what's the other thing
8: okay well the kids the kids know what's going on you got to reach out to the kids and then the response is you have to have protocols in the school you know, with you do have people that are armed there, but the administration has to know, you know, and be hooked up to the uh, the radios and stuff like that, so they can call they can call and let somebody know that what's going on. But,
0: All right, thank you. I appreciate your input on that, Yaffe. Give me the first look at the text line, and then we'll we'll clear that up for other folks to get in.
4: Uh, yes, bud. One person says that we need to teach gun safety in schools. Learning about guns, the dangers, and safe handling and operations should be a part of annual training.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, Again, I'm talking about preventing the next school massacre, okay? What you're talking about is a long-term thing. Everything is long-term or it won't work, except for metal detectors paid for and staffed at a reduced number of entrances to all of our schools. It will require massive federal and state funding to do that. Most school districts, you know, don't have enough so that the teachers don't have to go out and buy pencils for the kids for crying out loud. 407-916-5400 on the Open Mind Monday phone line, text line 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. Let's get right back to the Open Mind Monday phones on any topic. Here's something that hasn't come up on Open Mind Monday yet. Alfred, you're on with a Bud Man from Orlando. Alfred, welcome. What's on your mind?
3: Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good morning. No, this is all. It's a conspiracy. That's that's it. That's it. No, you can't look beyond that. It's it's a conspiracy. But
0: um, well, wait a minute. What are we talking about? A conspiracy by whom against whom?
3: Yes, against the president.
0: Okay, go ahead.
3: Definitely. Uh, Rush Limbaugh last Monday, he was fit to be tied. He was he was the only one that's been saying this. It's a conspiracy. And that's it. How can we see that what's happening with Strzok, with Page, with even Susan Rice, with Combs, everybody, this is a conspiracy. It doesn't, doesn't explain anything else.
0: What do you think is the truth about the reports that the FBI planted an informant in the Trump campaign? Was it was it to was it to destroy his campaign or was it to find out what the Russians were up to?
3: No, it was to destroy his campaign. That the Russians had nothing to do with this. Who who planted the seed? Who planted the seed of the Russians? Was the, the Hillary com- uh, campaign with the DNC?
0: Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Now, Justin, on another topic from Melbourne, you're on with the Bud Man. What's on your mind, Justin?
4: Hey, bud. How's it going?
0: Well, it's going well, and I'm really glad you're listening to the show and you've called in. Go ahead.
4: Yes. Um, well, you know, it's obvious with the whole shooting um, aspect of it, there is only a, a one main way to, to stop
2: this, and, and you, you touched base on it and what, what they said is uh, you got to cut the number of entrances, entrances down, obviously, um, and, and we got to do metal detectors. I mean, it's the only way to assure, and, and uh, uh, the, the cost, I mean, there's got to be a cheaper form of metal detection that we can do. We don't need to detect key, small items. I mean, it has to be, I mean, what's, I don't know how it works. Is it, is it the density of a gun or something like that? Well, Does you can get a metal
0: detector so I much? was reading because I'm no expert, but I research this show as hard as I can to make sure I'm up to date on things. Metal detectors will run from one to $30,000. They think one serviceable on a daily basis at a school entrance is about five grand a pop.
2: Yeah, so you cut down to maybe two detectors per school. Yeah, and you don't have to do big. You don't have to do small schools. You can, you know, you can monitor and stuff like that. But obviously, big school with high volume people walking through, I, I think it might be a little bit more um, comparable to do it that way.
0: All right, thank you. It is a massive problem. There is an estimated one hundred thousand public schools alone in this country, and then are all the private schools as well. Yaffe.
4: Uh, yes, Bud, getting, still getting a lot of texters on the text line. Uh, one uh, Actually, have a couple of people bringing up this thing, saying that bullying is really the problem and bullying has to be addressed. One person says almost every school shooter were victims of bullying and the schools did nothing about it.
0: There's a mentality today that's different. When I was a kid, there was a time when I was bullied, and I was bullied badly. I never once thought about killing the kid that bullied me it never occurred to me not even yeah. occurred to me the yeah. mentality is different
4: i think you're right and part of the problem is these shootings feed off of each other so after you have some you get copycats because you get the idea we're seeing the all, the, all
0: the bogus school threats all over the place yeah. then you get the real deal One after another. And almost
4: all of them researched the past school shooters.
0: Yes, and I've looked into this. We've talked about it. I ran through this at length in our 7 o'clock hour. But I really do believe all you can do is keep guns out of the schools. And the way you do that is by every entrance in the school, and you may have to reduce the number of them, has a metal detector fully staffed. No kid gets in the school. Nobody gets in the school without going through the metal detectors. That's how we stopped Airplane, airplane terror after 9-11, that's how we stopped shootings in courthouses, okay? It works, but it's very costly when you consider how many schools with how many entrances. That's the reality. Bottom of the 8 o'clock hour, Deborah Roberts checking in to update us on the search for answers in the wake of the Texas school massacre we've been talking about And Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, in the wake of what happened in Texas, has instituted a ban on school backpacks. You'll hear from the sheriff. The Deb Meisters next. It's Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch. Callers, stay with me. We're coming to you shortly. It's Open Mind Monday at 830. Deb, I'm telling you right now, we are swamped on the 50,000-watt front porch.
1: Folks want to talk on this Monday morning, and Open Mind Monday rolls on. Yes, it does, with William calling from Kissimmee. Good morning, William.
2: Uh, good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning?
1: We're doing all right. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, all what's right.
1: your take on the Santa Fe, Texas, school shooting?
2: Well, it just all these shootings that have been happening. Um, we are trying to find an a solution, but I think we as a, as a nation... Uh, we need to realize that we need to turn our, our, our backs back to God. I think that this is one of the main things, uh, according to to myself. You know, respect everybody else's opinion, but uh, we we lost every every sense of of family values, uh, uh family, uh, you know, of uh, people respect. And if we as a nation turn back to God, believe me, that's a free an easy way to get everything resolved if you could
0: get a consensus to do that it would be a total game changer i just wonder whether or not that's doable and there's still going to be some people out there who were godless and god knows that kid in texas has got to be among them
2: yeah but you know um i think it comes from uh, um from every household if we as 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 a parents start doing this at home and we as a, as a fathers, you know, there's a lot of the yep. families that don't don't have a the dem- dem- uh, men presence in, in their house. Yeah,
0: and I understand exactly where you're coming from, and and, and you know, and and that, that's right from the heart with William, you know, again. But how that stops short term, the next school massacre, I don't know. Because this school shooter was a self-avowed atheist. So many, really, is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I knew he was. I, I knew it without knowing it, Deb. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Godless no moral compass, no thou shalt not kill in his life, no God. Um, Hearts are broken in Texas. We're saying goodbye to the victims of this massacre. That's the story this morning you have.
1: Yeah, funerals are being planned for the victims of the Santa Fe school shooting, and one of them has already taken place. The body of 17-year-old foreign exchange student Sabika Sheikh is on the way to her native Pakistan today. Her funeral took place over the weekend at an Islamic center in Stafford, where her host family spoke at the event.
4: This is a tragedy that has touched every heart, every soul throughout this land and in Pakistan.
1: This particular foreign exchange student had hoped to go on to college to become a diplomat to help uh, Pakistani U.S. relations, and it was the first memorial service held for any of the 10 people killed in last Friday's shooting at Santa Fe High School. Over 2,000 people attended the ceremony, including her classmates and her host family. They talked about the impact she had on them during her stay. The other victims of the shooting are identified as Glenda Perkins, a teacher, substitute teacher Cynthia Tisdale, and seven students 17 year old Chris Stone, 17 year old Jared Black, 16 year old Shayna Fisher. 15-year-old Angelique Ramirez plus Kimberly Vaughn, Christian Garcia, and Aaron McLeod. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is looking for ways to prevent future attacks after Friday's deadly shooting at Santa Fe High School. He's reportedly going to kick off a series of roundtable discussions tomorrow focusing on mental health issues. Back here in Florida, Hillsboro, Pasco, and Polk, are among the Bay Area counties which will ensure an officer for every school campus, at least for their last week of school. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says police departments are providing the officers for this week, but there will be permanent armed security at all schools by the start of the new school year.
4: There will never be a public school in Polk County again that doesn't have an armed guardian, an armed school resource officer, or an armed school resource deputy. Because we will be prepared with one of the
0: three of those options on August 13th when school takes back in.
1: The extra security measure this week is in response to the Texas school shooting. And not only that, backpacks are also banned in Polk County schools this week as well. And finally, in other news and from overseas, it turns out men in France now face fines of up to €750 or around $885. We're doing what? For catcalling. Or making sexual comments to women.
0: They're going to lock up every
1: Frenchman. They're not going to lock
0: them up. Just pay pay your fine. Find the pants off them. Wow.
1: The fines can be issued on the spot (laughs) and are part of new legislation aimed at curbing inappropriate behavior. French President Emmanuel Macron says the idea is to make sure women aren't afraid to be outside. As to determining the difference between harassment and flirtation, The country's equality minister, did not know they had that, (laughs) says that women know very well the point where they start feeling intimidated or unsafe. In other words, if you wouldn't talk that way to your mother, your sister, or want someone talking to your wife that way, don't say it.
0: Well, I'll tell you, maybe the fines will change behavior. But to me, from what I understand, and I haven't logged a lot of time in France, That's just standard operating procedure, you know, calling out and saying what you want to say to a strange, beautiful woman walking by. New York City. Pinching
1: pinching is a big
0: thing in France. I did
1: not. uh, I did not experience that in Paris. However, in Italy, I've been told that uh, when you travel there, be very careful. Yeah, but you give that lookout. That, scared that it. says I will cut you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In small pieces. Because I mean it.
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why it never happens to you, Deb. <laughs> or if it happens, it
1: only happens once. You put those shields up when you get that look. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. You're welcome. Okay, sound
0: judgment's coming up shortly. So last round of Open Mind Monday calls and texts. To Claremont we go. Carol, thanks for waiting. You're on with the Bud Man. What's on your mind, Carol?
1: Hi, Bud. This is Carol in Claremont on my front porch.
0: Good. I like that. Do you have 50,000 watts or a few less than that?
1: Well, we get
0: you really good out here. Well, I'm glad. That's great. Thank you so much for being a part of our show.
1: But the answer to all this, have you watched TV lately? Ninety percent is shooting and killing
5: and shooting and killing, and all the new movies that come out are shooting and killing. No wonder these kids are doing what they're doing, and the parents could care less. Where their kids go.
0: But people watch it so we get more of it. I wonder how we end that in a free society. It's not a communist dictatorship where you can decree what you're going to have the people see or not. If they want yeah, it,
1: you, you what, know, what do we do? How do we stop the that? stars that are griping about killing, they're the ones starring in these shows.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on there. Point well taken. And uh, I hope you're high and dry on your porch. We are here on ours. And thank you for that. Here's another topic that hasn't come up yet this morning on Open Mind Monday, but it was a big deal over the weekend. Olin, you're in Palm Bay. Go ahead, Olin. Oh,
2: good morning. Thank you, Buff, for taking my call. I want to first say that I did not uh, see the royal wedding. I screwed up big time. I had painted my living room a new beige color, yeah. and I was watching it dry to see if I needed a second coat, so I missed it. However... <laughs> I did read several online news stories about this wedding, yeah, and about this black preacher from Chicago. Yeah, uh, there were hundreds of posts. And most people, ninety eight out of a hundred, they made a perfect ass out of himself.
0: I thought he was pretty he, good. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's promise? open mind
2: Monday. I'll listen. Go ahead. Yeah, you said you weren't going to argue. Okay, you're right. Uh, I'm not. several of the people said that <laughs> two minutes would have been quite enough for this guy, uh-huh. and also that slavery and wedding vows usually don't go over that well. He tried to make the wedding about himself. That's what That's what people—you don't know, wow. have a lot of faith in these people uh, that post, go to the trouble to post. Yeah. They'll give you their true feelings, but I've never read uh, uh, a story that was more—I mean, people got it. Most people uh, okay. turned the sound down or— Call uh, to wash their
0: clothes or alright thank you I appreciate that and and you were as dull as watching paint dry I think was the point he was trying to make there Yaffe I don't know I think <laughs> I think that the preacher played to pretty strong acclaim I really do and I thought he was great but again uh, I it's like, open mind like, Monday so I promise not to argue and I, I didn't
4: I do like how Olin has his priorities set watching the paint dry Defin- definitely more important and probably more entertaining I, I understand I agree
0: Dan, you're our last call on Open Mind Monday before I let Yaffe check that text line one more time. What's on your mind, Dan?
2: Yes, sir. Um, Seems about four times I hear you uh, getting uh, boisterous about money, money, federal aid, federal aid. I don't think it would take too much time to approximately find the cost to harden our schools. So we could find 50 countries in this world, take away the foreign aid for one year, or the U.N., and then we would have funding for our kids. End foreign aid,
0: and fund school security with it for one year. For one okay. year. All right. How much do you think we'd, we'd have get to, doing we that? The money
2: and the kids would be safe. Come have on, it, on. When it, we were kids. We didn't have to worry about this. So I let's know. make it so they don't have to worry. Okay. about
0: Okay. I wonder how, how much money that would uh, that would yield. I don't have the latest foreign aid figures. You think it would be enough?
2: Oh my God. I graduated from high school in Fort Lauderdale in 1965. You know how many trillions of dollars we spent around this world in 50 years, and nothing's gotten better. And I know because I'm a retired 747 pilot. I've been all over this world for 30 years.
0: I appreciate you, Dan. Thank you. That's what Open Mind Monday is all about. Text line incoming, Yaffe, last round.
4: Yes, but I got a lot of people blaming video games, thinking that uh, violent video games are the problem, and they desensitize our kids to killing.
0: Okay. Open Mind Monday. Boy, I tell you, I'm sorry we couldn't get to everybody. We got to go out on a high note and just back off the gas and have a little bit of fun, shall we? That's why I scheduled Sound Judgment at the end of what I knew would be a pretty difficult show with the subject matter, and so it has been. But some great, great calls from the smartest audience in talk radio. Now it's your chance, if you haven't won in the last 30 days, to play and win a great prize on our Sound Judgment game. You're going to Summerfest out in Lake County at the fabulous Lake Ridge Winery. All kinds of things going on. Steph will tell you more about the prize in a moment. But if you haven't won the game in a month, you are eligible to play. Let's get on the phone and have some fun together on Sound Judgment. Call me now at 407 916 5400. 407 916 5400. We'll play the game right after I give you the last update I have on Orlando's news weather and traffic. Stay tuned, it's coming your way here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. We're going out in style here, having a little fun, playing the sound judgment game for a great new prize. Steph, what about that prize? That's
3: right. So today, bud, we have a four-pack of one-day tickets to Lake Ridge Winery and Vineyards Summerfest. There will be live music, grape stomping, as well as food and wine happening June 8th to the 10th.
0: Man, that'll get your frustrations out. A little grape stomping. You don't find that too often in Central Florida. We got it for you, and you're going on us. 407-916-5400, if you want to get in with a wrong answer, we open up a line, because right now everybody is ready to go. You know, there were many memorable moments during Saturday's royal wedding as Britain's Prince Harry married American actress Meghan Markle in St. George's Chapel at England's Windsor Castle. To me, the most memorable portion of the ceremony came when an American preacher, Michael Curry, chosen by the bride and groom, launched into a passionate 15-minute sermon the likes of which I think it's safe to say no one can ever recall hearing at any royal church service in the UK. Listen to some sound of Michael Curry's sermon, and then I want you to use your sound judgment to tell me what denomination Curry heads here in the U.S. When love is the way, we know that God is the source of us all,
6: and we are brothers and sisters, children. Of God. My brothers and sisters, that's a new heaven, a new earth, a new world, a new human family.
0: That was Pastor Michael Curry, and he heads a whole denomination here in the United States. And you're familiar with it, and it came up a lot on the news coverage of the wedding. So, what denomination does Michael Curry, head. Go ahead, line one.
2: Uh, Rastafarian?
0: No. 407-916-5400. Line two. Line two.
2: Episcopalian.
0: Absolutely right. Yep. First African American ever to head the Episcopal Church here in the United States. Chosen by the bride and groom... And it was a riveting 15-minute sermon. Congratulations. You are our sound judgment winner. I hope that brightens up your gloomy Monday morning.
4: Oh, yeah, because we're stuck in traffic on four, so it works out perfectly, (laughs) bud.
0: Good deal. First name, please? Uh, Joe. Joe. All right, Joe. Thank you very much. i am tell you what, I'm a little bit tight on time. I'm going to leave you in the good hands of Stephanie to work things out. Okay, buddy?
6: Perfect. You have an awesome
0: day. Yeah, you too. Hang in there on the interstate. It'll get better. Could hardly be worse, right? And there we go. We have a winner. That's it for this busy Monday morning. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.